Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. We're here for public forum. Public forum is an opportunity for the public to get up and speak about anything they'd like to discuss. important to some people to have in their obituary that they got the largest flag in the state that may be important to them. I'm sorry, you're patriotic. Do you really need the largest flag to prove that? This is ridiculous. It's a campaign bull. Like I said about the tourists, about money, the reason I don't want to use it, I got stuff on the beach I'm trying to do this year and I need all the money I got from the tourists to do this, to improve the bar beach. I, I'm not really sure what a campaign bull is unless there's more to that um, word <laughs> that she self-edited off. Uh, 7-Eleven here on News Radio 92.3. So the discussion about the uh, universes or worlds or countries or Florida's largest flag, you know, uh, whatever, let's run up the flagpole and see who salutes it. Um, what are you compensating for? Anyway, um, <laughs> these are all the things that people ask, right? You know, what's going on? By the way, there was actually kind of a funny uh, part of this whole conversation because, you know, basically James Calkins says, you know, I want to find out, I want to put it out for bid and let's find out how much it'll cost to build this big old flagpole uh, with a flag on top of it. And uh, Carrie Smith, who's like, look, we replaced our little flag, you know, five times last year, just a little three by five flag or whatever. And, um, you know, there was kind of some question about the location. They kind of got past that. And basically, Ray Eddington is the only one on the county commission who said, look, this is this is stupid. I need this money. I need the tourism money because that was one of the conversations is can we not have, you know, tourism tax money pay for this? Well, I need bed tax money for all the stuff that I'm doing on other projects in Navarre and in District 4. Get a 501C started. Let's get donations. I grant you people in Santa Rosa County would donate. I would donate. I just do not want to use any tax money for the flag. And I'm not against the flag. I got a 30-foot pole in my yard with an American flag. I just don't want taxpayers' money going towards the flag. So he's got a big pole in his yard, not as big as the 200-foot one that James Calkins wants to use taxpayer money to do. Uh, it's Carrie Smith, District 2 Commissioner. If it will play for me. Oh, you took the wrong time to crash Adobe. <laughs> it just, it was working so well. One and thing they just, I got out of you, Commissioner. There we Ray. go. Hold on. Oh, let's start this one over. <laughs> oh, no, we'll go again. <laughs> It'll just let out it of the go. way, Adobe. Oh, you're killing me. You're just killing me, machine. One thing I got out of you, Commissioner Eddington, now I got to go buy me a new flag because you know I'm a competitor. And mine's 27 feet tall. So now, daggone it, I'm going to have to spend some more money because I'm going to have the tallest flag on this board. Well, you need to go ahead and get a bigger flag because I got a four by six. <laughs> Are we really, have the, really having the who's got a bigger flag poll discussion? 
in the middle of a conversation about somebody going out of his way to build the biggest flagpole in, in, in the state of Florida. So I got a 30-footer with a 4x6. You got a 27-footer with a 3x5. Who's got the biggest flagpole? I just, my goodness. Okay. Sounds like a country song. There's, because <laughs> there's been a lot of comments on social media about what exactly we're trying to prove with this thing. Um, which again, I have a lot of mixed emotions about this. Of course, not to be outdone. Okay. Sam Parker says, I love the idea. I mean, I'm, hey, you know what? Y'all both got me beaten. My flag, my flag ain't 27 feet in the air on the front of the house, but, um, I, I did used to, for a fun fact, I don't know if I've ever told Carrie this, I said I started years ago with every house I would ever, uh, whether it was one I renovated or one I was helping somebody sell, we'd put an American flag on the front. So, uh, you know, Ray's got a 30-foot pole, and uh, uh, Carrie's got a 27-foot pole, and Sam's got a apparently a lesser pole, but he's put a lot of flags all out there. And I think the real, and we know that James, we don't know the size of his personal pole, but he wants to put a 200-foot pole in the you know front of the... Uh, administration area um i think the real scandal here is that colton wright did not disclose whether he even has a flag in front of his house and how can we believe a man unless he will tell us how large the flagpole is in front of his house i don't know how we can even trust him to do anything uh <laughs> just it's, i sometimes cannot believe where we get to in these county committees there was a t- i remember I, I don't think i ever pulled the audio from it but a couple of years ago this is gosh five or six years ago i think i remember there was some there was a moment when they were talking about pulling out the small saplings on some parcel that the county owned and getting a bush hog to do it, just get out there with the bush hog and just do it. And it seemed like one of the commissioners, I forget who it was, maybe wasn't too sure what a bush hog was. And so all of a sudden for the next like five minutes, everybody's bragging about, I got me two bush hogs and I'm a, I got a bush and I've been using a bush hog for my whole life. And I know what a bush hog, of course I know what a bush hog is, son. I mean, you know, it was like, who can out country each other on and just every once in a while, Santa Rosa County commission gets itself in that position. Uh, we'll come back to this because there's actually a very interesting question on this subject, which is would tourism money go to fund it? Does that make sense to do it? We'll come back to that in a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. My uncle was a bush hog. Uh, <laughs> how, yeah. But how big was his flagpole? <laughs> All right, uh, this traffic report is brought to you by ECUA. Looks like traffic on I-10 westbound coming out of Milton this morning is backed up between exit 28 and 31. That's just after you pass over Highway 87 before you get to the Blackwater River Bridge. We've got a construction zone there slowing some things down. Otherwise, around town, we're looking great. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. Highway uh, 29 south through Cantonment. I don't see any accidents reported. Here in town, we've got... um, uh, no slowdowns on Cervantes, Bayfront Parkway showing no delays, Longleaf Drive, Mobile Highway, Pine Forest Road, North Blue Angel Parkway, all checking in clear. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. ECUA Bulk Waste Service is now call for pickup. Call by 2 p.m. the day before your service day. Learn more at ecua.fl.gov. I'm Jake Walker with your Traffic on the Fives. So it occurs to me, Jake, that um, you know how they say that uh, getting women in politics changes politics, makes it better. You know, they don't do as many. I just feel like maybe this conversation about who's got the biggest poll would have been different if. <laughs> oh, man, you got to say flag. You got to say flag. Oh, biggest flag? Oh. Biggest flag poll. Is that what it is? Uh, just I not. It was just the biggest poll. poll. Not yeah. how you fly yeah. it. Uh, four, three, seven, <laughs> 16, 20. So um, substantial question, okay, on all of this is does it qualify as tourism money? Is it an attraction? Don Spencer, clerk of the court, raises the issue. If they want to put flag in the parking lot of the admin building, 
I don't see how tourist development tax money can be used for that. I don't see how that brings tourism to the admin building. There, if you can find a place where it would meet the definition of bringing tourism to that flag or where it's located, but in the admin parking lot, I, I'd have a hard time agreeing to that. See, I think that's a fair question to raise. Like out on I-10, yes. At the administrative complex, maybe not. Um, oh, by the way, can I just tell you how many texts I am getting that I cannot read on the air now about the interplay between the largest pole and the bush hog. Stop it. It's Come on, people. <laughs> Who let you in? <laughs> you did, Andrew. I did. I really, really. You. Oh, I even had somebody tell me, Andrew, maybe this is the stuff you need to put on your OnlyFans page. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, <laughs> Every, everybody had their coffee this morning. <laughs> Every everything I've done today has been ill advised. Let's do more. Four, three, oh. seven, sixteen, twenty. All right. So now here's the thing. Okay. So Don Spencer is raising a serious issue, and he, you know, he's gonna run it up the pole. See if anybody salutes it. James Calkins says, "Okay, you say it's not tourism. Well, I say different." Where do you see these massive flags at? You see Camping World. You see car dealerships. And, you know, they cost, they cost a lot of money. And so, but would they put them up if they didn't think it would attract business? Those flags clearly attract business to those entities. And, like, when you're driving down, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't notice that RV park on Highway 98 if that big, massive flag wasn't there. And what has everybody been talking about, you know, since that flag was, was out there? That camping world. I mean, we're, we said it ten times. And I mean, that's what kind of led up to this. I mean, if it's advertising, it's business. Now, now granted, I don't think it's not an RV park, but it's RV sales. But still, the point, he's, I think, oh, this feels awkward to say. I think he's right. I think Commissioner Calkins is right. As far as attracting tourism, absolutely. If I'm driving somewhere and there's a there's something that says the largest American flag in the state of Florida, you darn well, I'm going to take my kids, I'm going to take my family. If I, if I saw a sign in Alabama I was driving through, it says largest flag in, in the state of Alabama, I'll go 30 minutes out of the way, stop in that town, get a picture, post it on Facebook, and you know what? That town is going to be on the map. So there's an absolute argument that tourists would absolutely come here just like we have Longest Pier. Longest Pier in, the, in, the, in the, the state of Florida. I'm not sure how absolute it is, but I actually agree. Look at all the people, you know, how much we do to create, you know, places that people can take an Instagram or a Snapchat or, you know, that they can post because they can come and see it. And I think, a, you know, I can easily see biggest flag in the state. People would stop and take the picture and say Santa Rosa County, hashtag, you know. Uh, I don't, what is Santa Rosa County's slogan? I don't even know what it is. It, it feels stupid all of a sudden. Um, but anyway, so, you know, it this kind of weird stuff works. People do vacation that way. You see Texas, all these places, they have these little items that they put out that are just goofy little items like, you know, a flying saucer. Hey, come over here. Flying saucer. People drive an hour just to get a picture with the 
with the flying saucer. So now we're going to have a flying saucer at the base of the flagpole. The coolest part about Roswell, New Mexico, fun fact, if you don't know, and this is this has really helped put them on the map with a lot of your evangelical Christians, is they have a monument of the Ten Commandments on their courthouse lawn. Because I remember when I saw that, I even Googled it. I was like, how did we do that? And it was a, it had a Supreme Court ruling in the Texas is that it was allowed as part of, they've also got a tank and some other really cool stuff, cannons and all, so it was part of an overall display. Um, if we could do that, I've already told Tom, we'd, we would erect one out there and I'd, I'd say we're fighting for it. But So here's where, here's where I land on this, okay? Uh, they've, they've, they're going to put it out for the uh, bids for the administrative complex, and that's going to get them enough information to then go to do this seriously. And And... Here's my suggestion for the seriously is think about this as something that you can do that might involve a variety of things. Potentially build it out as a plan where you're going to find some space to turn it into an actual attraction park. You're going to start with the flag. And then over time, you can add a static display from a whiting trainer helicopter. Maybe you can add a Ten Commandments display. You know, maybe you can have a, you know, a, like another version of a like a, a memorial park of some. I mean. Just there's a lot that could be considered on this, and it doesn't have to be public funds necessarily. It could be you know maybe to start, but then it could be transitioned over. I mean, I, I I'm weirdly I'm catching the scent of this really cool thing that this could eventually be. So um, I don't know. I I find myself on board. I I, I think it makes sense for tourism money. Uh, I think it probably makes more sense to do tourism money if it's going to be somewhere else. Uh, I know Commissioner Eddington's going to scream about how he needs things for the money. He needs the money for stuff that he's going to do out on the beach. But I don't know. I'm oddly excited about it. <laughs> it's just, you know, I don't know. Weird things, I guess. 723 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. In an ever-changing world, it's important to know that God never changes. Governments change, interest rates change, the seasons change, relationships and even stoplights change. But the Bible says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. It says in the book of James that in God there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Malachi 3.6, God says, I am the Lord, I change not. The God that parted the Red Sea for Moses and the children of Israel to walk on dry land is the same God who can provide a way of escape from your trial. The God who dropped manna from heaven can provide heavenly nourishment for you today. In a world full of changes, rejoice in the fact that Jesus never changes. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. Parents usually know if their children will argue over their inheritance but this can be prevented. I'm Wesley Odom with Armada Advisors. No one wants to see their wealth wasted away because of poor planning. I've assisted several clients with estate planning ideas and sometimes have served as trustee or executor upon their death. 
give me a call at 497-6167. Our Mott Advisors is charting a better course. Is your house making you sick? Learn about the hazards lurking in your home that can affect your health due to high humidity levels and excess moisture. High humidity levels and excess moisture inside the home are the leading cause of insect infestation, mold, mildew, musty odors, and fungi, which can result in making you sick. Condensations on windows and vents, blistering or peeling paint, and cupping of hardwood floors are all signs of high humidity levels and excess moisture. Learn more today at 9 on Pep Talk with Lisa Murphy from Southern Climate Solutions. News Radio 92.3 gets you live programming every day from 5 a.m. until 7 p.m. on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Cuddy say can't hang. Oh, stewardess, I speak jive. Oh, good. Once again, I want to um, I want to both encourage and admonish you that if you are texting me things I cannot read on the air about the relationship between big flagpoles and bush hogs, um, I'm entertained, but I cannot share these comments with anybody else. <laughs> They're pretty funny. 727 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? Okay. If you're headed eastbound on Highway 98 through Navarre this morning, we were seeing some very slow traffic starting at the... Uh, Walmart in Navarre, uh, stretching all the way up to Parish Boulevard, McDonald's, uh, before Winhaven there. Uh, so just really, really slow traffic. I don't see an accident reported yet. Could just be a normal morning slowdown from the traffic lights getting by the Publix and all that there. Uh, and then Highway, uh, actually I-10 coming out of Milton this morning, westbound. We have a construction zone right after you pass over Highway 87, um, that'll be right before you get on to the Blackwater River Bridge. Uh, we've got uh, really slow traffic there. Uh, Highway 29 south through Cantonment uh, in Inslee starting to slow down a little bit. And uh, getting by Beulah Elementary School on Mobile Highway is starting to slow down in both directions from the school zone there. And, uh, of course, Highway 98 westbound getting uh, into Gulf Breeze uh, by the Avalon Boulevard Um uh, intersection there with that light and tiger point starting its normal morning slowdown if you see anything else out there let me know 437-1620 i'm jake walker with traffic on the fives thanks so much jake uh, steve taylor's in the newsroom with our headlines steve well good morning former president donald trump's filed an emergency application with the u.s supreme court asking the justices to stay last week's appeals court decision that rejected his claim to absolute immunity from prosecution in special counsel jack smith's election interference case the senate passed a 95 $5.3 billion foreign aid bill with assistance for Ukraine and Israel in a vote early this morning, setting up a showdown with the House. As Speaker Mike Johnson has criticized the legislation. And if you're planning to use Uber, Lyft, or DoorDash tomorrow, maybe you have to rethink that idea. See, Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash drivers are set to strike on Valentine's Day. Drivers groups said yesterday they're seeking fair pay. This is the first strike uh, call since Uber and Lyft went public back in 2019. Groups said drivers are going to pick it outside airports and Uber offices. Uh, the Justice for App Workers Coalition, which represents about 130,000 drivers, says drivers will not provide rides to and from airports between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. And so maybe if you're going to use them, maybe rethink it. Yeah, get a friend, go early, get a cab. Take a bike. I mean, something else. Yeah, no, that's not fair enough. That's Good morning, Steve. Thanks so much. Uh, 729 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Um, what was the other thing that I was 
<laughs> I'm just sorry. The, the text people are sending me about all kinds of stuff this morning. It's crazy. Um, oh, this is kind of a neat neat thing I saw. Uh, Northescambia.com had an article the other day about how there's a couple of churches in the northern portion of Santa of uh, Scambia County that are going to be expanding and building new facilities. And, uh, you know, we got one church, the uh, Isle Memorial Methodist Church, is going to create a 56,000-square-foot worship facility on Highway 29 by Neil Road. And um, and then also, the, this side of the church is annual pumpkin patch. And then the First Baptist Church of Cantonment is um, building a 19,440-square-foot worship facility, about eight acres directly west of the current church on Morris Avenue at Monroe Avenue. Good for them. That means people are going to church. They're expanding. They're giving. They're wanting to do a cool thing. So, uh, good. I mean, it's nice to hear that people are going to church and uh, more and more and that's why they need a bigger facility in order to handle all the people fox news i'm cj papa it's been a long night a long weekend and a long few months senate leader chuck schumer following the 70 to 29 vote in the upper chamber to green light more than 95 billion dollars in foreign aid for ukraine israel and taiwan but the bill faces an uncertain future we don't think that this is going to come up right away in the house of representatives house speaker mike johnson sent out a statement last night saying that the, the status quo from the senate was uh, unacceptable he wanted some border provisions attached to this bill Fox's Chad Program House Republicans try again to impeach DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas for the massive issues they claim he helped create at the southern border. Vote expected in the 7 p.m. hour Eastern time. Now the party underway in New Orleans. Fat Tuesday Mardi Gras marks the last day of the carnival season. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 731, 49 degrees and partly sunny right now. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. A Pensacola woman has been arrested in connection with a fatal hit and run crash back in January. The Florida Highway Patrol says their troopers, along with U.S. Marshals, were involved in the arrest of 38-year-old Sarah Nolan. Investigators say on January 26, she hit a 34-year-old man riding on an electric scooter on 9.5 Mile Road and left the scene as he was laying in a ditch. FHP adds that the Toyota Prius had been abandoned behind trees on a vacant property and was discovered a day later. That's News Radio's Joe Ford reporting. A Molino man has been charged with home invasion after allegedly forcing his way into his ex-girlfriend's home. North Escambia reports that 53-year-old Gregory Dwayne Thames uh, was booked into the Escambia County Jail on charges of home invasion, robbery, petty theft, criminal mischief, aggravated stalking, and hindering communications to law enforcement. He also had an outstanding warrant for grand theft of a motor vehicle. Thames uh, basically forced his way into the ex-girlfriend's home, allegedly, on Cedartown Road, busting through the front door and also a bedroom door. He then snatched the victim's cell phone. The victim was able to run next door and call 911. Thames basically returned to that residence as the deputies were leaving. That's according to the Escambia County Sheriff's Office. He was placed under arrest and remains in the Escambia County Jail yesterday with a bond set at $43,000. Florida businesses don't have enough workers, and one jobs expert says lawmakers could solve the problem by passing a simple universal licensing law. Karen Curtis reports. Florida businesses that require workers to be licensed report challenges in recruiting qualified candidates. Linda McMahon, who led the Small Business Administration under President Trump, says a universal license law needs to be passed this legislative session. I mean, for cosmetologists, 
accountants, barbers, welders, electricians, a lot of those kinds of jobs where licensed workers are qualified from state to state, it should be recognized so that there's no delay in putting these people to work. McMahon says Florida is one of 28 states that has not yet passed legislation to allow for universal licensing. Karen Curtis, Miami. And if you're planning to vote in next month's presidential primary in Florida, you have basically a week to get registered. The deadline to register or change your party affiliation is February 20th. Florida is a closed primary state, meaning only registered Democrats and Republicans can vote in their respective party's primary. The Florida presidential primary is March 19th. Let's check the forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We are going to be seeing a beautiful sunny day today with temperatures warming up into the 60s. High today near 64 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 43 degrees. For Wednesday, nice sunny skies return. High near 62. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 49. Beautiful weather for our Thursday as well with a high near 65 degrees. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thanks, Brooke. Right now, let's check in with Jake Walker for traffic on the fives. Okay, if you're coming out of Milton this morning on I-10 West, we have uh, some slow traffic from a construction zone. That's going to be right after you pass over Highway 87 before you get to the Blackwater River Bridge. Uh, really bad slowdown there. And uh, Winhaven, uh, Navarre area, if you're uh, heading eastbound on Highway 98 this morning, starting at the east uh the east side Walmart in Navarre stretching all the way up to uh, about Parish Boulevard where that McDonald's is getting into Winhaven Beach. Uh, very slow traffic there. I don't see an accident, so that's just normal morning gestion. Otherwise, around town, we're looking great. Highway 29 south through Inslee is not too bad this morning. And uh, Mobile Highway getting by Beulah Elementary School. A little bit slow from the school zone, but not bad. If you see anything else out there, let me know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks, Jake. Right now, 49 degrees in Pensacola, 51 in Gulf Breeze, and 51 also in Milton at 735. Next news is 8, breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Coca-Cola has posted fourth quarter earnings that met expectations and sales that topped estimates. Revenue increased 7% to just over $10.8 billion. Higher prices are what helped the beverage maker overcome a volume decline in North America. Shares of Coca-Cola rose less than 1% in pre-market trading. Restaurant Brands International reported quarterly earnings and revenue that beat analyst expectations, fueled by stronger-than-expected Tim Horton sales. Net sales for the company rose 8% to just above $1.8 billion. Tim Horton's same-store sales alone increased over 8%, while Burger King reported a growth of just over 6%. Popeye's sales gained 5.5% after launching chicken wings that became a permanent fixture to the menu. Futures are slightly lower. The Dow Industrials gained 125 yesterday. That's your money now. For a short month, February sure has a lot going on. The big game, Mardi Gras, Valentine's, and President's Day, to name a few. So, what else can we celebrate? How about a very low interest rate and $500 cash when you finance a 2024 Volkswagen at Feedmore Imports? That's right. Feedmore Imports now offers 1.9% financing for 48 months on all 2024 Tiguan and Taos models, plus $500 customer cash. The 2024 Tiguan S from 29101 and financing 
September 1.9% at 48 months. The 2024 Taos S from 24991 and 1.9% financing at 48 months. Plus the 2024 Volkswagen Jetta S now from 22481 with available financing of 1.9 at 48 months. These deals won't last long, so hurry to feed more imports. They're not in Car City, but at 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. Special APR rates and bonus cash for qualifying credit. CCI must take retail delivery by March 4th, 2024. See for details. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in-depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Streamless live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3 and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. Just pick a substation. I'll pick Inslee substation. They're you know very close to uh, very close to all three of our districts. You know not not too far. They're on Hood Drive by Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, they are responding to multiple callouts per day of criminal complaints, which may or may not end up being that uh, in fact. But they're the complaints are alleging criminal act based on the parking. You know, this person is parking, is blocking my driveway. I can't get my truck through because the road is being blocked. They're responding to multiple calls per day related to parking, not apartment parking, but newer neighborhood, newer subdivision parking issues. Um, it is eating up a, a tremendous amount of their resources as well. This is Commissioner Stephen Berry, District 5, north end of Escambia County, talking the other day about the Land Development Code proposal to change some of the parking requirements when you build both single-family and multifamily, uh, you know, and townhomes to increase, basically, the requirements for parking. And uh, we haven't gotten a chance to really talk about the proposal yet today on the show, but I did have the sheriff in here, and I thought I wanted to ask him, because that was the first time I had heard that, you know, parking enforcement or parking complaints or what Stephen Barry called criminal, I don't think they'd be criminal, but okay, um, he called that, if that really is that big of a problem, I wanted to check in on the sheriff and see about that. Uh, sheriff, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Sheriff Chip Simmons from Scambia County. Sheriff, welcome back. Good morning. How are you? I, I'm great. So just, is that, I mean, he makes it sound like this is an all-the-time resource drain for y'all having to be called out on these parking complaints. Is that really that big of a deal for you guys? Is that common for you have to handle those kinds of things? Yeah, I, I would say that's accurate. I say on a daily basis, we get a, on average, we get a couple of calls. Okay. Um, a few calls, I should say, probably throughout the county because we have a large area. Um, and it's probably more concentrated on the areas where there's not adequate parking. Okay. You know, a lot of these newer subdivisions, you can uh, – my son lives in one, and, and you just don't have enough parking. You, you, can't, you can't have a guest at all without blocking someone else's parking lot. So if the county commission is looking at adding – you know, and, and I don't know all the rules. That's yep. why they have experts for that. 
But if the county commission is looking at adding a requirement for more parking per residence of some sort, I'm all for it because it, it does it does take up a lot of our time. Um, and I would say that it's accurate that we get daily calls about parking. And of course, he's and it's not even going to get worse with that. Right. And he's not even specific. I mean, they were talking about university, which is obviously that whole thing is, is crazy. Um, but this is just in general across the county. I had not heard that. And that's why I was curious. I want to check with you since I had you coming in. Um, you guys have had a lot of incidents. So thank you for that. Uh, we've had a lot of incidents here in the last couple of days. Uh, I, for example, yesterday we had a um, big, I guess, manhunt on I-10. On the roadside, had a lot of vehicles. It was causing major traffic snafu yesterday. Yeah, we got a lot of calls whenever there's a large police presence, yeah. whatever their, where their, their location is. Uh, this one happened to be at Burlington Coat Factory. We get a call that there was a potential kidnapping that took place at the, the coat factory up there. So uh, we, were, we were responding up there. By the time we got there, um, the vehicle had left. Um, but FHP made what they thought was an unrelated uh, traffic stop with a reckless driver on Interstate 110. Well, I say it's traffic stop. They tried oh, to make on a traffic 110, stop. Oh, on one ten, not on ten. Okay. Well, I, it was one ten, uh, reckless driving, and then ended up um, um, crashing in the area. I guess going over towards Santa Rosa County. Oh, so it did get up right, on it. Yeah. Okay, I've read about that. All right, go ahead. Anyways, there was um, a guy crashed, and then he fled on foot into a wooded area. Um, we used our drone unit. Uh, I was hearing them directing the drone unit in, and we were able to guide uh, FWC to location uh, by boat to make an arrest because the guy went to a wooded area. Suspect was a Michael Nazario, and he had a VOP uh, for fleeing. Imagine that, right? Okay. So I ended up VOP? booking a violation of probation. Thank you. Yeah, so which means he was arrested prior for fleeing. Um, and then he was booked in the Santa Rosa County, and we're doing a warrant for our battery charges. And so that's, that was the situation of why we had such a big okay. All right. presence. Anytime you have something, especially a fleeing vehicle on the interstate, you yeah. know, FHP, us, Sometimes PPD, sometimes you know Santa Rosa County, so it, it can be it can look like a lot. So we had a uh, suspect, we had a lot of vehicles, we had drone unit, we had boat involved. We went, you know, FWC, FHP, ECSO. You had a lot of interagency cooperation. I mean, that's a that's a lot of stuff uh, to be getting for that guy. We got to imagine. We, we thought it was a kidnapping at yeah. first. It was reported as a kidnapping. So um, when we have a, a a case that's that severe, then then you know we put that out to other other agencies, uh, much like they would in, in their jurisdiction. So everyone was already en route. To that area and then since they were already there they helped us out um something that had come or up we helped them out actually last week you and i talked a lot about the chase policy changes and mm-hmm. about how these uh stolen cars are getting used in drive-bys and so from your point of view preventing a stolen car from getting away is a way of thwarting the violence it's a really a forced felony kind of prevention thing and right. that's why you're doing more of the pits these days the pit maneuvers than you did before but somebody asked me the question uh, okay so i get that the sheriff's vehicles you know we repair those because that's just part of the operational expense what about the private individual who's got got stolen and then gets damaged in the process i i mean you caused the damage but it's in law enforcement operations is it the thief who gets charged with that who pays for that is it just on the the car owner's insurance i mean it's not cheap to repair even just a dent quarter panel you know so right yeah it's it's usually the insurance company uh, of the the vehicle owner okay that, that, that covers that I and mean, we have a risk manager and we work with them on many of these things and but but again, I don't think it's fair for taxpayers to to, to pay for that. Right. To pay for right. That I agree. So, I mean, you know, you know, we, we again the, the 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 other side of it is we let this this bad guy go, and the damage they do to society is much more greater than what that. Cost it, it was literally just I didn't know the answer. Somebody asked me, and I thought I'd right. you know see how that because I didn't know the answer at all. Yeah. Um, in, in fact, if if. You said the bad guy pay for it. Now there's restitution, and, sure, and I would hope that they them, keep going yeah. for that. But but hopefully they're going to be in jail, you know, for for a while, and and they may not be able to pay it. So I, here's again, if someone steals my car, 
crash it. Do what you need to do. No, don't, don't, don't. I don't want it back. <laughs> you better total it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a friend who had his car stolen recently, and they, they, they dropped it off and didn't do anything. Uh, we, we think because they eventually decided that they thought maybe it was a cop's car. You know, because it had like you know, we support cops kind of right, stuff. Right, yeah. And they they stole it. Didn't think of it ahead of time. Stole it. And then anyway. Distant, and uh, you know, I was like. How much do you want that car back? <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's, it's fun. Anyway, uh, we're talking to Sheriff Chip Simmons of Scammy County. Sheriff Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? Okay, if you're coming out of Milton this morning on I-10 westbound, just about when you get to Highway 87, we're going to have a construction zone there that's really slowing things down this morning, stretching all the way up to the uh, Blackwater River. Uh, also, uh, Highway 98 eastbound. Heading out of Navarre, it's starting around the east side Walmart, stretching all the way up to the McDonald's at Parish Boulevard. Got some really slow traffic there. Otherwise, around town, we're looking pretty good. If you see anything out there, let me know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to Scambia County Sheriff Chip Simmons. Sheriff, we also had a couple of shootings. Uh, one on Moore Avenue in Myrtle Grove. Pretty serious one, right? Yeah, we had um, reports that two people were fighting near a car, and then we had a report, obviously, that shots were fired. And when we get there, one male is deceased. Another had a, uh, a, a gunshot wound. He's expected to survive. Um, we're talking to everyone that's involved, obviously talking to the one um, surviving victim. And we're still, we're still trying to piece this together. We're working with the, the um, medical examiner to get information on the— um, you know, the cause of death, obviously, we know, but what we want to see if we can get a maybe projectile from the, the body mm-hmm. of the victim. Um, and then we do have some witnesses we've we've spoken to, but we ask if anyone has information to let us know because we're getting some conflicting statements on what took place. But uh, what we understand is that the individuals had a longstanding, uh, we'll call it a disagreement, um, over a girl. And, and that never, that's, ever happens. That's, that typically is what, what starts this thing. And there was some gunshots. So we're, we're still trying to piece that one together. And then as we were piecing that one together, we get a call last night on Moore Avenue. Uh, there's a shooting. We go inside the, a house and end up finding an individual that's dead from a gunshot wound. We have, if, if you're um, listening, we have on our Facebook page um, a couple pictures of two people that we think are persons of interest. Uh, we really want to talk to them. As you can, uh, you can see, someone in the community knows who these people are, right. and and we're asking people to let us know, you know, who they are. We don't know everyone, not yet. The um, uh, the other thing that's come up recently, and I just I wanted to ask you about it because until maybe two weeks ago, I'd never heard of these Trunark devices. Right. And now all of a sudden, you know, Sheriff Johnson says they've got a couple and they're wanting to order more. Um, I was listening to um, a guy who was representing the opioid abatement board talk with the Pensacola City Council about this. And he said that you all are ordering some like he said, 14 of them for four hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Now, Sheriff Johnson had said they're more like eight grand a piece. That works out to be, you know, significantly more expensive. Um, but you're looking to get these. You've got them already. What's the status? Yeah, no, we went, I went before the, um, the board, this opioid mm-hmm. board that the, I guess the county commission uh, put in place. And I, I told them that I w- had a need for, I wanted 14 of these narcotics analyzers. It's so that, again, for your listeners, so that uh, our deputies don't have to actually handle fentanyl because you've seen some stories and some, seen some news, um, I guess, news breaks about uh, deputies that, that were overcome by the fentanyl them, themselves. So, I didn't want my deputies to have to handle that uh, with them, themselves and our canines to have to sniff that. Right. Um, so these analyzers uh, can analyze, I don't know, hundreds of different drugs without you having to touch it. So that's what uh, I went before the board and asked for to, to purchase 14 of these things for 400 and some odd thousand dollars. We've purchased them. They're in. We're, we're getting trained 
uh, on how to use them. Now, uh, the way this grants work is we buy them and then we get reimbursed by the, okay. the, the settlement, opioid settlement. And so, yeah, we're, we were kind of ahead of the game. Uh, we, I, as soon as I heard about it uh, at one of our conferences that we went to, I went back here and immediately set to, to, to request it. So I'm, Okay, I'm so you requested them months ago. Months I mean, ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And in fact, we've already ordered them, got them in, and we're waiting on training. It must be a brand new product. I mean, to, to suddenly show up and so it's it's a relatively new on the on uh, available technology, I guess. Yeah, that, that's my understanding. Okay. It's, it's 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 a very new thing. I mean, it's, it seems amazing to me that you can just wave a device over and it'll tell you it's fentanyl, that's cocaine, that's cocaine and fentanyl, that's cocaine, powdered sugar, fentanyl and flour. I mean, you know, whatever. That's, that's why they're um, so expensive. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's at least in the initial the initial initial purchase. The um the last thing is I just wanted to give you a chance to talk because I know um with the shooting in Lakeland um. You know, in Houston, Texas, at the uh, Lake Lind or Lake Wood, all of a sudden I can't remember. Joel Osteen's church, anyway. Uh, Lake Wood, sorry. That, um, you know, we talked to Sheriff Johnson about this yesterday, but I just want to make sure that people know um, churches have been a target, you know, of various incidents in churches, schools, and big box stores seem to be the like the three big ones. Um, but you guys do all kinds of things to help churches become safer, right? And you got you'll anybody who wants help making their church secure, you'll help them with it, right? We have a we have an entire program based upon. And we call it safety in a place of worship. So yeah, mm-hmm. we go we go to a church if they would like, and the, or we also would host them at either our agency. So we have we have done both of them. A lot of times, if we host their security teams, we'll, we'll say hey, we're putting on one of these seminars at our agency. So we'd have representatives from a number of different churches. But sometimes there's a church that's that's rather big, and they really want kind of an assessment. And so we'll do our best to go out there. Well, we will go out there. We'll do our best to tell them what we think the best practices are and what we would suggest based upon our the training and experience that we have, but also based upon um, you know what we glean from other churches and what they're doing. And, and I assume you tell me if I'm wrong, but I assume that businesses, um, you know, organizations—I mean, anybody that's got people in one place could probably use to think a little bit about security. And you're glad to help them. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and I, I think that that you certainly should should consider security if you're going to host an event. Um, or if you're going to have you know large crowds at, at different locations, we we do that a lot with the school districts from football games and that sort of thing. Right. We do it at the fair, uh, we do it at the Blue Angels. We, we we do we coordinate a lot of these the security measures for a lot of these large events. And 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 again, some of these churches are, as you said, a target. Um, and we've worked with some of the Jewish synagogues over the last couple of, couple of months as well. And looking for a church particularly, the impulse is strangers are opportunities. We like people. We want to be open. We want to be welcoming. We certainly don't want to, you know, I mean, yeah. all, all the things that work in a church's advantage and interest in terms of what they're trying to accomplish and their mission, uh, you know, this is stuff you don't necessarily think much about. And so thinking about it is kind of a, a helpful thing. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that, you know, uh, not getting into specific security, obviously, for each individual church, but they've come a long way yeah. over the last couple of years yeah. of where where churches were, where it really wasn't even a thought. I mean, I was. Um, I, I remember when you could drop career. drop a kid off at the nursery, and that's just you, here you go. Yeah, and, <laughs> back and, in the and, day. Hey, yeah. so it's almost like I can pick up little Johnny too. Okay, right, take exactly. Him. Sure, you can't. You, know. you can't, and, and for good reason. And I understand right, why, right. why now, but I can tell you that you know, going a lifelong church going. Um, individual that in the past that even though I was law enforcement we never really gave much thought to security we didn't think that someone would come in here and, and, right, and disrupt right. the church um, but now that now, now that you know unfortunately these these events have taken place a lot of the the leadership in churches are are taking that that very serious and I think it's a good thing rightly so sheriff bob sheriff sheriff chip simmons I was just talking to sheriff yesterday uh, sheriff chip simmons of scammy <laughs> county sheriff sir as always thank you for the time thanks for keeping us safe i appreciate it you bet y'all take care all right 752 on news radio 923 i'm andrew mckay
Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. Your road to adventure starts with the 2024 Subaru Outback and the 2024 Subaru Forester. Both come standard with symmetrical all-wheel drive for confidence along the way. The Subaru Outback, according to Kelly Blue Book, is one of the best family cars of 2023. And according to Auto Trader and my good friend Max here, the Subaru Forester is one of the 2023 best cars for dog lovers. For information on all the awards and accolades from Kelly Blue Book and Auto Trader on the Subaru brand, the Subaru Outback, and the Subaru Forester, visit kellybluebookkbb.com and autotrader.com. Whether you're a Forester family or an Outback family, your road to adventure starts in a Subaru from Anderson Subaru. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Auto Trader is a registered trademark and used with permission. Hi, this is Earl Ron. New South Window knows southern weather is unpredictable, and our Energy Star windows and doors will keep the heat in and the cold outside where it belongs. We prioritize keeping your family and your home comfortable all year round. Energy efficient products made, installed, and guaranteed for life. Get New South Proud. When you buy more, you can save more. Visit NewSouthWindow.com. In the world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand these complications and have your back. Join us tomorrow, 10 o'clock, on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10 on News Radio 1620-923 FM. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I feel I should be rewarded for going this long without swearing on live TV. like yesterday i feel like it was the rancid you didn't know you needed this is the night ranger you didn't know that you needed right night ranger there you go 755 on news radio 92.3 jake's got traffic on the fives that's jake. one of the coolest band names i think ever it is for sure uh yes okay you know that came with hair pre-installed oh yes uh, Aqu- <laughs> aquanet sponsorship that's right um all Tight right jeans baby. <laughs> if you're coming out of milton this morning on i-10 westbound Right as you cross over Highway 87, we've got a construction zone there really slowing things down this morning, stretching all the way up to the Blackwater River Bridge. Also, Highway 98 eastbound coming out of Navarre, starting at the eastbound, uh, the east side Walmart, stretching all the way up to Parish Boulevard in Winhaven. Got some really slow traffic there this morning. Not seeing an accident, just a really bad congestion. Otherwise, through town, we're looking pretty good. A little bit of slowdown in both directions in front of Beulah Elementary School on Highway 90, uh, Mobile Highway there. But otherwise, we're looking great around town. If you see anything else out there slowing you down, always call or text our traffic tip line. Let us know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. You're going to hate me in advance. You ready? (laughs) Okay. So you're telling me it needs a little Sudafed, that road. Problem is it's got some congestion. congestion. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Ah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm 
I'm so sorry to everybody. Uh, Steve Taylor. <laughs> Steve Taylor's in the newsroom with our headlines. Steve, I might accept that apology. I'll think about that. <laughs> well, we just got word price hikes eased off in January, offering some relief for Americans who suffered through some of the steepest price hikes in four decades. The first measure of inflation for 2024, the Consumer Price Index, showed that prices rose 3.1 percent for the 12 months ending in January. That's according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics data, which was just released. That marks a step back from December's 3.4% rate and a dramatic cooling from the 6.4% increase seen last year. On a monthly basis, the CPI rose by 0.3% in January. Some of former President Donald Trump's closest Senate allies were out in force yesterday defending his comments over the weekend that even further call into question Trump's Trump's commitments to the the U.S.-NATO allies. Multiple Republican senators backed Trump's remarks on Saturday that he'd encourage Russia to do whatever the hell they want to NATO-aligned countries that don't meet their financial obligations to the alliance. And looks like Ukraine is claiming it has evidence that Russia fired an advanced hypersonic missile, one that experts say is almost impossible to shoot down for the first time in almost the two-year-old war. Debris recovered after an attack on the Ukrainian capital uh, pointed to the use of the Zircon hypersonic cruise missile by the Russian military. Its hypersonic speed makes it invulnerable to even the best Western missile defenses like the Patriot. The alliance uh, says the speed has been put at Mach 8, which is almost 6,138 miles an hour. Yeah, those hypersonics are no joke, and they are ahead of us on the technology, that's for sure. Steve, thank you so much for the update. 758, did you see that they're going to do a new Peanuts special? It's going to be on Apple TV, I guess, and it's going to feature Franklin. Oh, cool. You know, because remember, Franklin was a late add to the Peanuts universe. Uh, Charles Schultz put him in after Martin Luther King Jr. got assassinated. Because there hadn't before that been a black character, right. okay, mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of interesting. I am I am eager and apprehensive all at the same time, right? Because yeah. in the current environment, I don't trust anybody to remake anything that I grew up on because they usually ruin it. I'm also a little bit apprehensive about anybody like adding to a universe that was so crafted by one person because it's going to seem like it came from him when it didn't really come from him, and you know, it seems like it's going to go to into his background and kind of how he got on the show and. I don't know if it's going to be like this full woke thing or if it's just going to be useful and interesting. So I'm eager, but I have concerns. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.